Welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar. If you're eager to gain clarity, speak with unwavering confidence, and liberate those inner voices, you're in the perfect spot. My mission here is to empower you to break free, find fulfillment, and ignite your passion. You ready? It's time to say it out loud. I've put together a guide of my top 10 tested and proven to work practical strategies and habits to help bright women like you say no, set your boundaries right, live confidently, and build healthy relationships, starting with the relationship you have with yourself. This is a self-paced guide, and I can't wait for you to dig into it so you can start becoming your most confident self because she's in there waiting for you. Head to the link in my show notes or go to vasavikumar.com forward slash guide and grab it today. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Say It Out Loud podcast. I'm trying this new voice here on the podcast, which is like the, you know, James Earl Jones-esque, deep, solid, steady voice. I'm your host, Vasavi. I am so happy to be here with my friend, Blair Jones. Blair, how are you, my dear? I'm so excited. I just want everyone to know that when Voss and I talk to each other, we only talk to each other in caps lock all the time. So when we get in front of each other, it's just like all of our joy and excitement through text message and caps lock. <laughs> now we get to be together. <laughs> it It is actually true. You are the only person I consistently and intentionally make an effort to write in caps because that is how I, f- I feel like I, my face is having a spasm when I see you because I just, I want everyone to know my first interaction with you, Blair. Um, so first of all, everyone, context. I'm doing something called a friendship series. I want to share how each of the women in my life actually, and also some good male friendships that I have are really helping me become more connected with myself so that I can call in that person that I want to be with and have a healthy dialogue, have healthy communication. And honestly, all the friends that I've made in the past year and a half, Blair being one of them, um, they're not all friends that I see every single day and talk to, but every single one of them brings something, has brought something to my life that has unlocked something in me. So I want to share with with you, Blair, remember the first time we met? I think it was at, was it at Nita's house, our first time that we met? Yes. Yes. So we met and you were just, you're just so sparkly, like everything about you just like, I wanted to come to you. I just saw you and I'm like, I I don't know what she's just like, she has this like fun energy. It was fun energy. It was very childlike. Yeah. And we were at um, a first birthday party. So that also supported (laughs) the joy and the sparkle and wonder. But the thing that I remember the most about you, Blair, you know, it was hot as ball summer here in Austin, Texas. I still can't take the heat. I never will be able to. I know this. And I was just talking about how I was jokingly saying, like, I need friends with pools. Like, I just need a friend with a pool. I need like seven of them. Not knowing any. I had no idea that you had a pool. I'm just ranting like I rant and saying, like, I just need a pool. And you said to me, do you remember? Yeah, I said, I have a pool. You can be my friend. You can come over whenever you want. You, I don't have to be there. You can come over and play. But we we bought this house because it it wasn't meant to be ours. It was meant to be shared. And what I was struck by, and I I do get a little emo on here when I when I talk about how much I have opened up my heart to receive love and how um, 
how much love there is out there. I know it may seem silly. It's just an offering of a pool, but it was your generosity and just the swiftness in which you just offered. I know you have boundaries. You're not someone who's going to let someone walk all over you. Like I, I, I trust that it was the, you were just so pure in your generosity. And what that unlocked in me was the purity of my generosity, which I had, I think, I stopped giving like that of myself because of so many relationships that just burnt me down and hardened me. So when you so beautifully offered, and by the way, I took full advantage of your pool, by the way, remember? Oh, and which made me so happy. It's meant to be shared. It's not meant to be just ours. Yes. And so I just want to say thank you to you. Um, Just, you know, as we get into other conversations here on the show, just how much that has helped me uh, tell myself like Vas, it's okay to just to, to give again. You're not going to, you're not going to be burnt if you give again. That's really what it was. It's like, you're safe to give again um, and, and be generous. So thank you for always leading with your heart, Blair. Thank you so much. And I think you, it's just wisdom. You have more wisdom. You know, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. I'm so sorry that you got burned. And I just feel like sometimes those things are necessary to know what you know now. And it's yeah. no, we just get to do different and feel different and have to move forward powerfully. So I'd love my audience to know about you. How did you become this way? Because I want to just, you know, describe you in a few words to my audience. You are someone who stands in your truth. You are a very sovereign being. You are a married woman. You're a mother to baby soul. Who's how old, how old is baby soul now too? He's one and a half. Oh, one and a half. And one of the, like the main reason why I wanted you on here today was an Instagram post that you shared. I think it might've been eight months ago. Like, I don't think it was like a year ago. It might've been like eight months ago. And you shared about your, how you set up your finances in your marriage. And you were so open about it. And you talked about, you know, openly how you and your husband, Garen, um, have, your financial system in your marriage. And I really respected that about you. Not only that you shared it, but that's your value system and that's how you live your life. So um, that's just a little bit about why I wanted to initially bring you on here, but I'd love for my audience to know from you, how did Blair become Blair? How did Blair become who she is today? Yes. Okay, I'll give you the Spark Notes version for those of you who remember what Spark Notes are. <laughs> um, I'm from a really small town in Northern Minnesota. I grew up on a farm. I have very blue collar parents. My dad's a bricklayer. He was in the union for 40 years. My mom's a nurse. uh, So she's been in healthcare for the last 30 years. Um, I'm the youngest of three. Uh, I rode my horse to school when I missed the bus in seventh grade and I got suspended. Um, And I knew I was always different from everybody. Uh, We were always told to grow up, go to college and get a job. And if you have a job that has insurance, don't ever leave that job because you made it. Uh, and I thought all of that was terrible. I remember being 18 years old and looking at my mom and telling her I was going to retire at 30. And she laughed at me and she's like, good luck. And at 30 years old, I, I work, but I don't have to work. I have created a business that has, uh, I created, I started a business at 23 that did very, very well. And um, I actually retired my mom uh, when I was 31 years old. And she apologized to me and said, I'm so grateful that you never listened to any of us. We had it all wrong and you were the only one that knew. And here I am. And I am married to my amazing husband. We've been married for four years. And per your po- per that uh, social media post you're referencing, my husband and I both had created our own 
businesses and our own wealth before we had gotten together. And so we didn't really understand how to navigate um, joining together in union financially, because most of the people that we had known, loved and respected had um, generated their businesses or built what they had built together. Most of them, Uh, it was either them together or one or the other. Uh, We didn't know a lot of people in our position. So we started researching a lot. And then that's how we have come to where we have come now. If we want to go there. I want to go there. I do want to go there. Um, Let's go there. Can you, can you let us know how y'all, and this is, this is a refresher course for me because I like the way y'all do things, the way you set it up. I, I want, I want the audience to hear that if you are trying to have this conversation with your partner, or maybe you're wondering your way of wanting to do this, this may resonate with you. So Claire, let's get into it. Yeah. So, um, First of all, I was, I had a lot of pride and a lot of ego when I first got together with my husband. Um, I grew up in the generation where it was like boss, babe, you know, I can do it all myself. I don't need you. I'm going to be fine on my own. Like that was very much my mentality. I mean, I would very, I I don't necessarily consider myself a feminist now, but in my early twenties, I was very much a feminist. Like same. I, I so much what swung the pendulum so far and I, I wanted to be known and seen and respected in the business world. I was proud that I created and generated a business that did very well. Uh, and I wasn't afraid to talk about it. And I think it was from this place of, I was so upset with all the people that didn't think that they could do it as women or didn't think it was possible or, I think I wanted to walk into a room and be like, my balls are just as big as yours, you know? So I I had this very much pride walking in to what I had created. Now, when I had met my husband, I had this, I, this idea that I needed to make as much money as he did to feel worthy. Now that's a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for this thing that supported in driving me to create what I created. Now, when you're coming in to a marriage or, and for my husband and I, we have a heterosexual marriage mm-hmm. and whether you're heterosexual or not, doesn't matter. There's a level of polarity that gets to happen. Mm-hmm. And when we came together, I fell in love with him in my feminine. However, now leading the household, we were both in our masculine, mm-hmm. which are like two quarterbacks living in the same house. And the issue was, is we're two amazing quarterbacks and we were on the same team. So it's like, how does that work? Right. So we didn't really know how to navigate. Now we started having conversations of in the beginning where I was like, well, let's just split everything 50, 50. The issue was, is I wasn't making as much money as my husband. Mm -hmm. And so I did not want to I didn't want to show any weakness. I didn't want to say that I was less than. And so we, in the beginning, were paying everything 50-50. Wait, so hold on. So you, I just want to, I want to just get in and then we'll keep going. So you didn't say out loud how that, that, that initially rubbed you the wrong way. Like you did not think that that was fair, but you didn't say it out loud initially. Absolutely. You are 100% right. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think it was fair, but I wasn't about to show anything 
like that I couldn't do it, that I was less than. Like I, I wanted to bring everything 50 50. I'm like, we're going to go in this. Like half of this is mine. Like we're even, even Kia, both of us. And I would have done the same thing, Blair. Like it's like, I will show you that my balls are bigger than you, even though I'm, I'm like dragging and I'm suffering on the inside. I'll show you it's that I'll show you. That's, that's me. My mind sounds like I'll show you, I can do it. It's very fuck you mentality, but it, 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 it looks good when it's like, oh, we're working, we're hustling, we're making money, but it's like, it's coming from that place. I get it. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. yeah and thank, you for, thank you for calling it out. Thank you for helping me say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's that, how we have this podcast. Yeah. It was, it was the suffering and silence, but I wasn't willing for anyone to see that. And it, and again, like I wanted him to feel so like, I don't know. I wanted him to brag to other people that like we split everything 50, 50. And I wanted then I him to be proud of you. Yeah. Proud of you. Okay. I'm wondering yeah. if that's what it, yeah, that's what it is. Like I want to be, I want everyone hearing this. Okay. Because Blair is openly sharing and I'm digging at her a little bit, which is great. You're, you're here for it. You're open to it, but I want everyone to hear this. Like where in your life do you not initially, when you know it, you know that this is not fair. You know that this is not good for you. You know that like, it's just, you know, you'd rather have it something else and you don't say it out loud, you know? Um, but you're very lucky because you're married to a man who's, who was open to however you guys decided to do it down the road. But yeah, I mean, why, why, like, just ask yourself this, when you're willing to suffer in silence, what is it that you're really hungry for? Because when we are willing to suffer in silence, because we are getting something that's feeding the beast within. Okay. It's like any addiction. It's like, I'm willing to suffer in silence because I want you to be what I want to feel what like, right. That's, that's all it is. So pride. I get that. I did that with men all the time because Blair, I just always wanted my dad to be proud of me. So yeah. I was, yeah. So yeah, keep going. Yeah, keep... Let's take a quick break. Having been in therapy since the age of 12, I know firsthand just how powerful the process of finding the right therapist is. Going to therapy and talking things out with my therapist has made me happier, clearer, and most importantly, I have a plan for my mental health. I have tools to be able to communicate with others and also the tools to cope when life gets hard, which it does. So let me ask you a question. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in this world who is going through a hard time, Therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with the therapist. There's a link in my description. It's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Clicking that link helps support this podcast, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with the therapist and see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't really fit with that therapist, which is a common thing with therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stress 
stressing out about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. I don't know where I would be without the help of therapy and my therapist, but I do know that life would feel that much harder. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this podcast. And and the funny part is, is he never asked for any of that. He didn't ask for, I was like, this was my idea. I came in guns blazing. He did not, he did not ask. He did not rebut. Like it was my idea. And I was seeking for this thing that I never told him I wanted. So I was like, if I do this thing, I'm going to get love, pride, all these are um, being proud of like at a, an award or something that he was going to tell me an achievement that I did. But he had, he has no clue. He's clueless that this is what I'm trying to do in grace. Mm-hmm. So about a year in all of a sudden I am real kind of struggling with my health. All of a sudden my hair is falling out. My skin is out of control. Um, my weight's fluctuating um, like I just so like 10 pounds here, then I would lose 10 pounds. I'd gain 20 pounds. It was such a roller coaster of emotions happening. And one day I remember I was sitting at the table eating lunch with my husband. And I, I was always like, you know, when do you want to, when do you want to start having kids? And he's like, we can't have kids right now. It's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're so stressed out. Your hair's falling out. Your skin is everywhere. He's like, if you're going to build a business and have a family, we can't have both of them at the same time. And my initial response is, Oh, you tell me I can't do something now. I want to do it even more. And so now I'm upset. And so I, I remember storming away from the table. I'm so upset. I go downstairs crying because I'm so mad at him. And I know he's right. Mm. That part. (laughs) That part. I was like, don't tell me I can't do something and you're 100% right. So now I'm a battle of the ego. Like I want to prove to him that I can do it. And I know deep down inside my true self knows that that's not actually what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I sit within, I don't say anything for like three days. And I remember walking upstairs and I just gave him a hug, like an extra long hug. And I looked back at him and I said, would you still love me if I didn't make any money? He said, yes. I said, if I didn't make another dollar after today, would you take care of me? He said, yes, I want to take care of you. If you'll just let me. Oh, so I start crying. So I was like, yeah, I had, yeah, I had no idea. I had put all of my worthiness into my, my wealth. I had everything that I thought I was worth financially. I thought that's what I was worth spiritually. And I had it so backwards. And again, I'm so grateful for that internal drive that had gotten me thus far. And now I'm entering a new chapter called family motherhood. And so things get to look a little bit different. What got you here won't get you there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we sat down and I, I, I did not know how exactly how much money my husband made up until this point. We're married. We do everything separate, everything. All finances are a separate. Um, I pay half of the mortgage. I pay half of the grocery bill. We take turns paying for date night. Like everything is 50, 50. He has these bills in his name. And then I take care of these bills that are in my name. Like we are 
basically like roommates. Um, and finally I sat down, I said, here's my entire bank account. Here's how, exactly how much money I have. Here's what's in my investments. Here's what's in my retirement here. This is, here's my tax returns from last year. And I showed him everything. And I said, will you show me yours? <laughs> so we sat down and we looked at how, what, where we both were at. And so we had realized how much more money he was making than me. And then I said, okay, well, how would it feel? And I don't know where this really came from. I said, but how would it feel since you make X and I make Y that you're responsible for 60% of the bills based upon your income and I'll be, re I'll be responsible for 40%. Mm -hmm. We're like, that feels really good. Wait, how, so how did you come up with the 60, 40? Can you walk us through that real quick? Okay. So it's, it was essentially, we had added up, added up all of our expenses that we share. Okay. So our mortgage, we share utilities, we have, have groceries. Um, and at this point we didn't have a baby. So baby was not in the factor. So any shared utilities, we came up with a number. So let's say that number is $5,000. Okay. I'm just throwing a number out there. You, you figure out what your number is. Mm -hmm. so tallied up our total expenses. And we also included in that, like I said, groceries. And also we figured out about how much we spend on date night. Mm -hmm. And so for us, generally date night is going out to eat, going out to a movie, doing some type of activity. Um, and we figured out about how much we're spending per week. Mm -hmm. on okay. So we come up with this number called $5,000. Mm -hmm. So based upon his income and based upon my income, we just kind of figured what what makes sense because it's not 50 50 mm -hmm. because he's making more than i am so for me to pay 50 50 he's getting a deal and i'm having having to stretch right so we kind of figured out what is that what would that feel like if he pays three thousand dollars and i pay two thousand i was like that makes sense for me that feels good so we kind of figured out what the gap was between our incomes and then from there kind of settled on a number. And so it, I don't, there wasn't an exact formula, but I mean, he was making not a ton more than me, but a, a significant amount. I mean, it wasn't double. It wasn't, you know, so we just, again, kind of settled on a number that felt good for us of what would 60, 40 look and feel like to pay individually. So I have a question here because I want my people listening. You know, a lot of times these conversations can feel uncomfortable. They can bring up some shame. They can bring up rage. <laughs> they can bring up our ego. How did y'all set the tone of the conversation before you sat down to do it? Oh, so good. Okay. So right after this moment, that was like a really true moment for me, like to be seen in a very vulnerable way, which she had never seen me do previously. Cause it was like, I don't want to show weakness in this area. And I want to feel like he can count on me that I'm like, that I can, like, I can hold my end of the bargain. And so when he saw me in this very vulnerable place, he was like, wow, I've never seen her like this. So, so then I sat down. And so after this come to Jesus moment that we had together, uh, we sat down on the couch and I said, okay, I, I think we just, can we do something different? And he said, yeah, what does that look like for you? And I said, I don't know, but could you give me a few days and maybe I'll think about it. And then maybe you can think about some ideas too. And then let's, and we set a date on the table 
We're like Wednesday at two, we're going to sit down and we're going to have this conversation and I'm going to bring some ideas and you can bring some ideas too. So now we're looking forward to it. And we're both doing work on our own ends of what that would look and feel like, because again, neither of us had ever done that before. So before that, so that's a really good question. Before that, we had asked some of our friends how they handle finances that we love and respected. Now, again, the people we had asked, like there's a couple we had asked, they had been married for 25 years and they had built all of their wealth together. But they gave us some pointers of like what I'm about to share in a second. And they gave me some things that I really liked. And I was like, oh, we could incorporate that and maybe adjust a few things. Garen did the same thing. So he reached out to some of his friends that he really loved and respected. And he asked them some questions. Uh, We also um, read some like David data books of that, like talks about like marriage and relationships. And they talked about finances in there. And again, like concepts and then what applies to us. Mm -hmm. I want to point out just three things. I want, I mean, Blair, you've given so much valuable information and I want everyone to hear this. So the first thing that you did, y'all consulted with each other. First of all, the, the biggest thing that I hear is you didn't try to solve it right away. Okay. You gave each other spaciousness. You said you come up with a few days. I mean, let's, you know, we each give each other a few days. You come up with ideas. I come up with ideas. So you gave each other spaciousness. You don't have to fix this from a place of urgency and desperation. So I want everyone hearing that nothing is urgent and desperate. You want to sit and be thoughtful before you sit down with someone and have that conversation and gather your thoughts. Um, this, this is something for me. I've given myself permission for this Blair. I'm an external processor. So I'm actually used to navigating conversations with people and processing processing in real time, but the gift that I've given myself is space to internally process before I have that conversation. Yeah. So good. And then you guys, you know, you, um, consulted with people in your community and not just someone in your exact situation, maybe, but also people from different stages in life. And you grabbed wisdom from different stages because you can always benefit from hearing regardless of where someone's at in their journey. Um, and then, I also hear that you guys educated yourself by reading certain books related to the thing that, you know, y'all were trying to work out. So, I mean, it's beautiful. It's all knowledge. It's knowledge. It's gathering knowledge. I mean, knowledge is truly power. And so, and then what happened? So you guys then met up a few days later to sit down. Yeah, we sat down and then that's when we, I was like, okay, I like for me, what I knew that I need to do to free myself of this is I was like, I have to show, I have to show him this thing. It's like this that I had it was like it was again very vulnerable for me to be like okay let's log into my bank account like let, let me show you everything I have and so again and he's there and and he just let and he knew it was very sensitive for me and so bless my husband I'm so grateful that he's just like I'm so proud of you like he acknowledged me for what I have created and again I'm like feel like I'm like 16 naked, like naked almost in front of a guy in the middle of the day, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh my God, what is he going to think? Like, yeah. you better weird faces. Like, <laughs> you better say, you know, what I mean? because it was again, very, very sensitive. I'm very naked. So then that's when we kind of got clear on what we were both bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I was like, okay, well, how much are we spending? And so then we sat down and we, again, added it all up and we did it together and then in there, things that I was just thinking about is we added things like we have, uh, we had a cleaning lady that came every other week. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we have a yard person that comes every week. So we added all everything that possibly goes towards, we added all that to the expenses. Mm-hmm. And then from there, again, like since, since I know where he stands and since I know where I stand, we kind of found this number in between. And again, there I don't know if there's an exact formula of how I got 60-40 or how we got to, you know, by 45 and I can explain how we've adjusted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just found a number that felt good. He's like, yeah, that makes sense for me. That makes sense to pay that amount. And that makes sense for you to pay that amount. Um, <clears throat> what I want, what I want to say is I, I know you've walked us through the step-by-step, but I want everyone hearing this is like, I'm more, I mean, yes, I love knowing the, the breakdown of stuff. That's my logical mind, but my very emotional sensitive self is like, I want to know how you guys, how you were in that conversation. Um, what was that like for you, Blair? And so like, I want to, I love that we're talking about both. Because guys, it's not just about the, okay, here's the line items, here's everything, here are the expenses. It's the vibe, it's the tone, it's the energy, it's the container in which you're having this conversation. And I love you, well, I love you, Blair, but I love that you you know, advocated for your needs and that you said what you thought was fair. You know, Because Garen could have or could have not agreed with you, but ultimately it's you saying what you think is fair. You got to at least, you know, we owe ourselves that we owe ourselves at least like you can put it out on the table. He can take it or leave it, but at least you said it out loud. So I love that, that, that you are modeling that for everyone right now. Yeah. And I think that when we, when we knew, when we were sitting down, the goal was to create a win-win. Right. So you came together with the unified, both of you were on the same page. You guys were both leading the same team. You're both quarterbacks on the, you both wanted to win. Both but- wanted- Okay. And you needed to figure out what does winning look like for both of you. Okay. Got it. Sure. Yeah. Like I want, because I, I wanted to be taken care of, but that didn't mean that I don't want to contribute at all. Being taken care of was, is like, how can you help me carry the load? And for the first time I'm letting you carry the load. You know, like it's like walking around with all these grocery bags and people are like, can I take some groceries? And they're like, no, I got it. No, I got it. No, I can carry it in. And then finally, like, shit, it's kind of heavy. Yes, will you please? Like, I was finally ready to give someone a bag of groceries so I didn't have to carry them all <laughs> into the house. So I'm um, I'm asking for a friend, me being the friend. Uh, I want to know how does that feel like for you now? Like, I'm going to ask you all the questions that I want to know for myself, you know, because I, I love that you are, what I love about you is that you still run your business, right? You still lead your calls and you have, you have a whole team under you. You haven't given that up. So you're still running your business, um, obviously are still in a very happy, healthy marriage. You're also a mom now. What did you have to tell your pride? What did you have to tell your ego for you to be okay with someone else carrying some of the load? Like what, what did you have to tell yourself in order to be okay with that? I, I don't mean tell yourself like bullshit yourself, but like what? What was the conversation that needed to be changed internally for you to be okay with? It's okay for someone to carry more of the load. Yeah, for sure. And again, like I came in very much like I'm a powerful woman. I don't need, and I had this whole mentality of uh, Garen called, my husband's name is Garen, but Garen McCall, he's like, it feels like you always have a back door. Like he's like, you, you know, at any time in this relationship, he's like, I feel like sometimes you just, you assess the room and you're like, I just know where the back door is in the event I need it. 
like if if shit goes awry, I know how I'm going to get out and I'm going to save myself. And so I had in this moment and it took a while, like it wasn't at that kitchen table at that one meeting. It was many conversations. And finally, I just told Garen, I said, I'm ready to actually like close the back door and board it up. Like I don't like I want to go in this with you. And I'm not saying that it's not going to work out. But if something was to ever happen and it doesn't work out, I'm okay to say that I'm not, I wouldn't be okay. Like I I was 80% in my marriage, I would say. And there was a 20% reservation. Maybe I was even 90. I had this 20, 10% reservation that I was like, if Garen ever leaves me, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to make, I have my own money. I'll be able to take care of myself. If I have a family, I'll be okay. And I'll be able to take, I'll, I'll be able to provide. Putting myself in this position then was kind of threatening or taking away this possibility that if shit goes awry, that I potentially might not be okay. And am I willing to put myself in that position? And I said, yes, because if I'm reserving any portion of myself from this marriage, I'm not receiving the max amount of love that I potentially could be receiving. Because I, because I'm in a safety zone. So if like we think of like a football field, if you're only playing from the 20 yard line to the 80 yard line, you're not experiencing the whole entire field. Like I have to be willing to go to one end zone, one side to also go to the very other side. Otherwise I'm in this safety place, not experiencing the whole range of them. And to me, I had to really sit with like, is this worth it? And again, it takes a little bit when you're from a place of survival. I don't know if there's any other women out there that may, or men that have been in this place of like, I have to take care of myself and I have to put me and my needs first because this is how I I came in with myself. I'm going out with myself. And it was like, I was the only one I could count on. And this was the first time that I was going to put myself in a position that it's like, all right, I'm going in all all in on love, knowing there's a possibility that I could go all in on heartbreak. I, however, I'm willing and I actually want to experience the fullness of what's possible in this life of love and partnership and euphoria. And again, it requires this depth and vulnerability in order to, again, receive these things that I really actually wanted. I don't have anything to say out loud after that. I'm give me a moment. My, my blood pressure went up because you activated so much inside of me in the best way possible. It's give me a moment. I feel like you actually spoke to the thing that I, I think many of my listeners need to hear, including myself, which is you know, here's what I'm thinking, right? In my business, I've always gone all in. I'm never half-assing it in my business. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to go in, right? I'm going to put my full self. That's why I've been in business for 11 years. Never gave up. I'm not like, I don't walk away from my business. I've always just been in it. We figure it out. We figure out how to get up and keep it moving and how to keep money coming in. We figure it out. But in my love life, I definitely have always, I've had the 20%, you know, I've had the back door. Um, one question that I didn't get to ask you is what, 
what was your proverbial back door? Was that your, you know, your financial safety net? Was that, oh, I could just, you know, what was that for you? What was your back? But Blair, we're like literally the same person. I'm like thinking about every time I go to a social situation, I, I'm like, all right, I'll be here for an hour. I know I'll just do the Irish goodbye. I'll be out of here. Like I know how to be gone. I know how to leave. So I don't ever have to feel stuck. I, you really spoke to me. I just want to say thank you. And I know, I, I know my audience and I know that you've spoken to so many of the people who listen consistently to say it out loud. So I, I want to hear more about your proverbial back door. Like what were your back doors? Yeah. One was emotional. Uh, I would, I knew, I mean, my husband was all in from day one. He was all in and he, ah, and it was, he was so all in. It kind of freaked me out that I was, oh, whoa, what is that? Like, I don't, I don't know what that is. I've never had like, because I felt the same way towards him, but I didn't know how to go all in like that. Mm-hmm. Like you're worth it. Like, uh, you know, and he's like, and I'm willing to go all in, even if you're not. And that's okay. Cause that's how I feel about you. Like there was no, like you go, I go, like there was no testing the waters. He's like, this is how I feel. And I was like, that's a lot. It was a lot for me to take in. And so again, it was, I kind of feel like I was a kind of a, a like a, a rescue dog that came into this house and it's like, I'm, I'm kind of trotting around the parameter. I'm looking around to see if it's safe. You know, I might come up and sniff you, but you know, not too close. And so emotionally, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. I wanted that. And I wanted to experience all that. And I was like, it, again, if something were to happen, I'm, I would be sad, but I'm, I'm going to be okay. That was always my thing. Like, I'm like, I'm going to be okay. You know, I'm going to get through it. Like, you know? Uh, yeah. I did so, not realize you were on here for me. I need, I'm good. Okay. Please. Okay. I, okay. So what, for you, what did that mean that that was your mantra? Oh, you know what, dude, I have literally just said that to myself last week. Oh, no matter what, I'll be okay. What was that indicative of for you? Like, what, what was that really about? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I think it was like you talked about in the beginning, like just being burned so many times um, that I had really great friends and didn't, or even me in my past that I was a good friend and had an ulterior motive. Like I've been that person to other people. So I, if I can't, if I've been that person and people have been that to me, I'm like, well, what are we all doing here? Like, there is no truth. There is no loyalty. There is no integrity. So I don't, I don't really think I can go in that way, go to that place with anybody. So it's like, you know, I, I didn't want to speak any of that out loud that I've not been a great friend or, you know, there, I knew my friend was dating this guy and I still went after him. Like, you know, I, that I've done that. I was like, well, people would do that to me and they have. So I just not worth it. Not worth picking myself up the floor again, not worth all the drama that I created or that's been created in my life in the past. Like just not interested. So I'm going to go 80%. That sounds pretty safe. I get to experience it. It's like sitting in, it's like sitting at the fourth row of the concert instead of the front row. It's like, it's, it's pretty good. You know, like I, and I would talk myself into, it's like, these are really good seats. You know, I got, you know, this is pretty great. 
except for my husband's like, but if you can sit in the front row, why wouldn't you? If you could experience it all in touch Taylor Swift, because that's my girl, if you could, t- like, why wouldn't you? And I was like, because the fourth girl is great. You know, it's pretty much, I can see her, you know, she looks great. I don't need to do that. And he's like, but, but if you could, why wouldn't you? And that was the part that I was like, I don't know. What is that? And again, I think it was for me, I'll say was the willingness to be vulnerable, the willingness to go. I know what's possible if I choose to do this. And I know what's possible for the greatest good of all, if I choose to do this, because that's the part I kept leaving out. I'm I'm shaking my head. Yes, for for everyone who's like, what is this? Is this is the podcast over? I'm shaking my head. I'm giving myself the gift of pause. I don't always have to respond. I'm absorbing everything you're saying. I even wrote down here, you know, when you said, why sit in the fourth row if you can be in the first row? And I wrote down, you know, I asked myself that question as you know, as you were sharing, Garen asked that, and I thought, oh, that would feel way too intense. It's intensity for me. It's the intensity of that love. It's the intensity of that experience. And I don't know if I can handle all of that. If I'm good in the fourth seat, things are chill. It's not too intense. I can leave. I don't need to be stuck, you know? And so, man, that's so beautiful, Blair, that you've allowed yourself. What I see is, I mean, like, I love this. I'm I'm going to take this from you. I'm going to take this vibe. I'm going to, and I'm going to allow myself to sit with this because um, I think this is why we say it out loud because you may not resonate with everyone today, but for those who do, they're going to be like, damn, I didn't realize I could have a conversation like that with my partner. Oh, wow. You mean we got to set the tone for it. We got to set the vibe for it. And like just so many things that you've shared. I know for me personally, I've learned personally, I've learned so much today, just more about you, even more. Like I said, this is the friendship series. This is stuff about you and how you, um, your pride, your ego, you know, those things um, that I don't know about you. I do want to say this, what you answered, how you answered um, why it was hard for you to fully trust most people would say, you know, it's because other people have screwed me over. And you did allude to that, but I really loved the accountability that you took for yourself. You're like, well, I've done that to people. So, th- I mean, that I resonated with that. That's the real reason why, right? Like for me, I, it, it's not about what other people have done. It's because I know that I've been a shitty friend in the past. You know, <laughs> I know that I've screwed people over because I, I know how how dark it can get. I know how mean people can, cause I've been that. So I just want to say, thank you so much for owning that. Like, cause most people wouldn't do that, you know? So that there's just such freedom in that. And I think the last thing I'll share is with that part is I knew I could do it because I had done it in friendships that I was like, I have found my tribe of women now and I hold them so sacred and so close to my heart because I know the level of which I respect them. And I also know it gives me an opportunity to create, have the wisdom that I, that I didn't know before of, you know, what I was, this need I was trying to fill or whatever I was trying to do previously. Uh, And now coming into this group of women that I was like, I cannot imagine showing up as that person to these women who I love so much and respect dearly and I hold them so sacred to me. And I would just, you know, 
slit somebody if they ever came, did anything to them, you know, those are my people. So I realized I had a reference point. I said, whoa, whoa, wait, if I can sit in the front row with my friends, I can sit in the front row in partnership. Oh. I've, I've, I found a different touch point in my life that goes, where, where did I go well in? Where did I sit in the front row? Where did I have that intensity? And I loved every minute of it. The hard conversations, the amazing roller coaster of it, and only to bring us closer to love and closer to each other. And I was like, okay, reference point. I've done it here. Okay, I can do it there. And that's all I really needed to know that I could do it and what it felt like. And then I was like, now now the part is, am, am I willing? And for me, the answer is yes, I am willing because now I have the wisdom and now I have the reference point. And so I wanted to share that too. Thank you, Blair, because I, I, I say this on the podcast. One of the first things that I say out loud in the morning is thank you, God, for another day alive and show me evidence of. I always ask because I, although I like to say I'm a believer, I doubt. We all doubt, you know, so I like to keep my eyes uh, fine-tuned to look for evidence. And like you said, reference point, touch point. That's why I love this friendship series because I do feel like I've been a great friend to my friends. I've had uncomfortable conversations and, and we've had and back and forth. And, you know, I know with you and I, we don't talk every day when we do talk, it's in caps, but it's a pure friendship. It's just happiness. Like not every friendship has to go very, very deep or very, very wide or whatever. It's like, when we do connect, it's like, I'm so happy to see you. It's just such... I just think of two little girls being like, but then like, I don't talk to you for six months and I'm cool. And I'm okay. Because what matters is when we are together, when I do see you, it's just pure joy. So I, I and, and the thing that I, I love that you ended on this is you looked for evidence. You know, you found your touch point. You're like, I can do this. I do this in friendship. You've done this in business. And the most important thing, and I say this, um, you know, even going through recovery, you have to be willing. You have to be willing to get sober. You have to be willing to like go into the rehab. You have to be will like you have to at least be willing to try to live your life another way. It, it's not going to be easy, but you were willing and you said yes. And um, just super grateful for you sharing so openly you and your marriage and your relationship and how you think and things about you that um, I didn't even know. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful that we both said it out loud today. Yes. Um, one, two last questions. Where can people find you and, 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 and follow you and learn more about you? Um, two places. So the first one is Instagram. So Blair.Rachel.Jones, Blair Rachel Jones on the IG. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my husband and I have a few things that we do. It's artistpower.com. So find us there. Beautiful artistpower.com. And then one last question, Blair, uh, anything left inside of you that you haven't said out loud that you'd like to end with? Uh, thank you for more evidence in my life that I'm on the path of every day working to become my best self. And then just, again, it's not, it's not validation, but I think it's evidence. Mm-hmm. I didn't need this podcast to know that I'm on the right track. However, 
it's nice sometimes for someone to give you a little wave on your walk. And it's like, oh, thank you for waving at me, boss. I really appreciate it. I was going on this walk either way. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, listen, you know how to motivate yourself. And I get that you you're very self-motivated and I'm the same way, but you know what? It, it really does feel good for someone to just acknowledge, Hey, you're amazing. Cause it's like, I think we know deep down Blair, we know we're amazing, but it's so nice to hear. So y'all yeah. keep telling, please head over to Blair on her Instagram at blair.rachel.jones. Send her a voice note, say it out loud. Let her know that this conversation was amazing. Let her know how grateful you are for her sharing her story and saying it out loud because it is not easy to do so. Uh, but we are so grateful that you did, Blair. So thank you for coming on to another episode of the Say It Out Loud podcast. If you love today's episode, then say it out loud. Subscribe, leave a review, and come say hi over on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. Until next time, say it out loud.